Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the American Liberties. Uh, it's a Wednesday night call, and it is August 16th. Which is um, which is going to be a good day today. I'm sure it's going to end real well. Man, there's some good news coming our, uh, uh, my way, uh, at least, and something I've been working on for the last couple, well, about three or four weeks, and it's finally coming to surface. But uh, but some of the good, what's happening is um, is something that I think is going to uh, set the stage, help fund the stage that I want to create. I got an email saying that um, from a gentleman, uh, he would like to have an insight of other individuals who are working with liens and levies, and if I could direct them uh, to him. Um, you know, we got Don Gron, who is um, out of Washington, and I believe Seattle, and he has, he has had success in getting liens and levies off of people. And you can reach him at Don, no, excuse me, you can reach him at JD Consult uh, Dot. JD dot consultants at live dot com L I V E live dot com. Also in 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 what's coming up in the cryptocurrency world and what I'm getting involved in and what many here are involved in, a few of us are already talking with the money that we expect to make. Are we going to make it? I don't. The probabilities are real high. It's better than the possibility of winning from a lottery ticket. Let, let me put it that way. And if we can create, excuse me a minute, I got a cough. If we can create just, um, just about one um, <clears throat> one tenth of what the possibilities of or the probabilities of what we're going to make, we can we can help people like putting up a certified check, and can you? Oh yeah, thank you. Um, a certified check. If the government says, you know, hey, uh, John Doe, you owe uh, you owe forty five thousand dollars or four hundred sixty five thousand. There was a gentleman out of Boston that brought this uh, rule. I think it's rule uh, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure number uh, uh, sixty seven. I think it is. 
and where you can put the property up in a court and uh, or some of it and property is money and and so you know somebody if, if the government says i owe a, a million dollars let's say i put a hundred thousand in there and say look if you can answer these questions that are that are promised pursuant to a taxpayer's bill of rights not only can you have this hundred thousand but you can have the the rest of the money and but you know the certificate you got to certify the answers to be true and correct under the penalties of, of, of a perjury or a penalty of perjury so and i would submit that that has to happen now you know can you trust the judge of course you can that's why you're only going to give them a piece of the money but and if they try to take a hundred thousand and say, okay, now give me the rest. Well, they didn't answer the questions. Now, as criminal as they are, they have the they have to follow the rules. If they, you know, if we can show that they don't follow the rules, then you know it's history. So I I think that's uh, or put it in escrow. Yeah, when and I, I I think that's what the rules say is is, is that you deposit it on an interest bearing account. And and you put an offer a promise to pay, which I think is pretty darn good, and uh, and I think that's a terrific idea. And I got some uh, questions in addition to what David has, that it doesn't have to be you know a laundry list of a bunch of questions. What you know this, I'm only named in the regulations and not in the statutes. Where did Congress? authorized through the 16th Amendment that I owe you a tax. How does Section 83 apply um, that I owe a tax? Uh, Are you closer to or further from the letter of the law regarding Section 83? I mean, there's there's a ton of questions you can articulate, and I I think that, uh, that we could do something there. Now, with that being said, what Don has been doing, and we got and we're helping Don get financed as well, so he can uh, he can really not worry about money to pay his bills and and get the work done because it's 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 a tedious procedure. You just don't write a letter and oh the the lien and levy's off great hey good job Don. No, it it might take a year. It might take six months. It might take a year and a half. But you got to be persistent. You got to be consistent, and um, and and you got to stay on track. So hold on a second. So the um, so I, I think that'd be that um, that's the. In my mind, an awesome way to hit it home is to have more than enough money to make your deal, and uh, and and let's just assume you have the money, and they take your money. Well, you know, you uh, with uh, with this program, that's not going to be a problem, I believe. I'm only going on what I believe. You can believe differently. But the thing of it is, 
I want to stay on point in doing the the criminal complaint that Dave is doing. And uh, welcome to the call, Rolex. How you doing? And uh, so I want to uh, stay on, on, on track with Dave's criminal complaints, and I want other people to really start learning how to write their own complaints. David has all the materials on wevgov.com, and, and we have the flash drives. And, and, uh, and I want to help people really learn and understand that. Me, I, uh, me and Dave both, you know, and, and we're pretty transparent about it. We kind of like back off, you know, because we're tired. We've been doing this for so many years. And and we're so grateful for the people here on you know that are on this call, as well as the people that come back and listen to the call, and you support us with your 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 words and you're buying the products and and you're spreading the word, but you know uh, I don't want to you know cry that I'm an old man, but I'm 70 years old. I've had a heart attack and I. And I need to rest. This is uh, doing this day in and day out and talking to numerous of people, numerous of people about their taxes and their hard luck story. And um, uh, the uh, hard luck story and everything, it's hard to um, uh, it's hard to keep the the rhythm, if you will, uh, to keep it up. And so uh, possibly there's people on this call that would like to uh, that know enough and learn enough. And I know there's on there. I'm not going to call you out uh, because it's got to be totally voluntary and you're willing to do it and make the sacrifice. And if anybody thinks that what Dave and I do is not a sacrifice, you got, you got another thing coming, let me tell you. Uh, but uh, we work hard at what we do. We try to do it with uh, complete transparency, and, and uh, we don't try, we do, and uh, with with integrity. And we don't want to, uh, uh, okay, um, pe- people are claiming they can't hear. Um, hold on a second. Let me just type this is, okay. Check your audio system or and or reboot. Okay. Um, okay, hold on a second. I got... Uh, I forgot to all right, I see um I had to block the chat before section a eighty three acts like a kid in a candy shop. Hold on a second. Let me uh, undo the the people with integrity.
Okay. Um, so anyhow, um, that's what I think is a good plan, and that and that's and then the other thing a bunch of us were talking about with what I was going to do with uh, Wake Up America when Wake Up America a couple of years ago was on the ball and and you know and they were going to start a multi-level marketing system where they can uh, help build America back to the way it used to be. Um, I had envisioned signs along the highway, you know, about Section 83, about the 16th Amendment, about, you know, putting up a reward if anybody uh, can show where American is subject to the tax and all that, and uh, and, e- and even put it in there, uh, and I know a lot of you will disagree with this, and, and, and partially have a right, put it in there, show me where, you know, uh, provide the law where a citizen of the United States is sub- subject to the tax. And with that, I know a citizen of the United States, I know what the United States means, but everybody driving up and down the highway wouldn't know. They don't know, and they would come. Here, you know, here here it is, a citizen of the United States, and they may show it in section, at a section um, 3121E or 3306J or 1402B. Well, that's not the definition of a citizen of the United States. And, um, and a citizen of the United States is not mentioned in Section 1. And it's only in the regulations, and the regulations cannot deviate from the statute. So pretty much uh, that's a good advertisement in having people wake up. I like people when they challenge me on, on things like that because um, – yeah, like other property in here has uh, proved that I'm a U.S. individual is a citizen. Uh, proved that a U.S. Okay. individual is a citizen of the United States. And uh, good question. And uh, and they'll have to go to the regulations to prove it. Uh uh-uh. No, that's um, regulations cannot. Uh, have the force of law when the statutes don't provide it. So, so that's it, pretty much in a nutshell. That that's uh, somewhat I was going to say before David got on. And if you don't mind for a minute, I'm going to go ahead and see if I can get Dave on the phone. I'll be right back. No, he's not answering the phone. I hope everything's okay. Um, hmm. 
Anyhow, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to see what uh, Steelbilly has to say. Steelbilly, any good news about anything? Steelbilly. Yeah, I, I had to get unmuted. Yep. Uh, no, no uh, they put in another motion in my case. And what was the motion for? Do you know? Uh, no, another summary judgment. Oh. Uh, okay. I I just got it a, about five minutes before uh, the call, so I, I haven't read it. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and pass it on, and we'll see what happens. Um, but I do have a question. Yeah, go ahead. On uh, the OMB numbers. He used, you know, in in the course, he talked about the OMB numbers and how the only one left to file is uh, a 2555. Yeah. It's the only one that has the 1545-0074 or 67 on it. Right. And that doesn't have that on there anymore. The, oh, the, the form doesn't have it? No. The 2555 doesn't have that on there anymore. It has the same OMB number as the 1040, which was the 1545-0074. Yeah. And you used to be able to look that stuff up, but now I, it's almost impossible to find anything. Uh, and the, the 1545-0074 that's on the 1040 was for certification procedures of energy conservation, and you had to be doing that in Guam. So now there's yeah. no there's no form for us to file. Interesting. Yeah, and and I know that um, um, I know that uh, Dave, you know. Kind of, you know, that's a, you know, pe- people have argued the o- OMB. In fact, there's a guy in prison that was great at arguing. I mean, there was nobody could argue mm-hmm. it better than him. Um, where did he live? Out in Kansas or Missouri or someplace? A redheaded guy, sharp, sharp as a tack. And sure enough, he lost and lost on appeals and everything. It was sad. Um, and his wife left him the whole nine yards. Um, yeah. But I, you know, that uh, that's an argument. They they just kind of walk right right over you. And um, but that's in, interesting to know. Um, well, I mean, I didn't know. You know, it's in the in the that course, and I know the course is really old. I mean, it, you know, you know, for for that. But I didn't. Uh, I didn't know what, how, uh, if that's something he doesn't uh, approach anymore at all. If it's for that reason. Well, no, it's in his. Um, uh, I don't know about the uh, the twenty five fifty five, but I know the O the O M B argument is in his memorandum of law under one of the issues like G or H or something like that. And um, and he, and he makes a good uh, memorandum out of it, 
and uh, on the subject. But you know what? What this? Uh, what these people that go to jail for it? What they've done is they continually acted as a defendant instead of doing what David has, has been teaching us to go on the the offense. And you know, not only are you being a defendant, but the best defense is a one heck of an offense. And, of course, the, the better time to do it is long before you have to go to court. And right. So, um, so, no, I, I think the argument is still good. Well, I didn't mean as far as arguing OMB numbers. He, he said in, in the uh, course that the Form 2555 is the only form that has the that we're authorized to fill out. Right. And that that was for foreign earned income. But now that form doesn't have the, the same OMB number on it, so we're not even authorized to fill that out. Yeah. I'll see what I can do to check that out as uh, when that came about. I wasn't okay. aware of that. Yeah, thank you. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. Okay, good. It, it would be, you know, for uh, calls like this, it would be, a, you know, a, just a suggestion that maybe we could uh, do some role-playing where somebody's, um, you know, the IRS agent or the judge, and we're arguing these things out so we know what the right answers are. Right. Right. Well, David, David probably be good in front of a judge. I I know I do pretty well in front of a like like an agent. And a lot of times we we do role play when somebody is going. Uh, is like we help one guy. Um, uh, unfortunately, he doesn't want to share his uh audio and stuff, but and that's too bad. Uh, because he did a great job. I mean, uh, I mean we worked. Um, or, or tail off to get him the material to get it before he had a um, you know a, a you know a meeting with with the IRS they they wanted books and records and um, and we kind of you know coached him and so forth but uh, he just uh, he didn't want to share but he did good and basically uh, like when I did when I used to go to the meeting. Uh, I would I would ask I, back then I was asking for the delegation of authority pursuant to Title IV, sex, Section 72, and they would want to start the meeting and everything, and um, I I said uh, I said before we get started I need your delegation of authority, and they said well well Mr. Chapman we're here to ask questions. And you're here to answer them. I said, I understand that. But before I answer anybody's question, they got to, you know, I have to give them permission. And secondly, I'd be glad to give you permission to ask me questions if you have your delegation of authority. And they would show me their badge and they would show me their books and their office and all that. And, you know, I mean, I even had them throwing pamphlets at me. And I said, 
Well, you know, your delegation of authority has to come out of Title IV, Section 72, where all offices of the seat of the government shall be exercised in the District of Columbia and not elsewhere, unless expressly, you know, with explicit, provided by law. So where is the law from which Congress authorized the secretary for you to come in and even speak to me? And, you know, they can't do it. And I said, so how can I have a, a, a legitimate conversation with you if you don't have authority to speak to me? And, and they, they didn't know how to handle that. And a revenue agent doesn't. And later on, after, after talking with Sherry Jackson and, and hearing her thing, you know, and, and even um, uh, Joe Bannister, these people are only taught out of, mostly out of their pamphlets and the documents that they write. They are not taught how to interpret the law. And when you give them David's stuff and uh, and you know how how the courts you know how we learn to interpret the law from what the courts tell us i mean the courts have to rule in law so when they interpret everything and they show us and tell us how to interpret it then that agent is subject to that interpretation and no other and uh, and and you pretty much get them all the time yeah, they summoned me for my books and records about 14 years ago, and the only books and records I had, I, I put a, my Bible and, in a shoebox and a couple of 45 records. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't think it was funny at all. <laughs> yeah, well, they they never uh, they never got to open mine because they never showed me their delegation of authority, and I used that. In front of uh, the, uh, not in front of the grand jury, but when when the uh, when I gave the grand jury my spiel, I had them all looking towards the DOJ, and the DOJ then got up and told me to go home. So I went home. Then the DOJ called me back, wanting me to do the exemplars, and I said I'd be glad to do the exemplars. Ha- have you given the answers to the grand jury yet? And if so, may I see him? They said, go home. And then they lied to the judge and told me that I refused to do the exemplars. Then when I had the, um, uh, you know, a hearing on the show cause why I should not be arrested, I had the agent on the witness stand under oath. And I said, do you remember our first encounter? He goes, yes, I do. And I said, you, and I stepped outside and and you started asking me questions. And what was my first response? He said, well, you wanted to know if I had delegation of authority. And I said, great. I said, and what was your response? And he couldn't lie because I had it in transcript. See, I record everything. I go get a transcript by a court reporter, which is an expensive way of doing it, and then getting her to notarize it and everything that she, you know, the, the best of her not knowledge, everything is true because she got it off of a tape. 
and then I send it to the agent asking, giving him 10 days to rebut any of the uh, the uh, verbiage. And if he doesn't, it becomes evident. So he saw it. I had it in my hand. And he said, you asked me for a delegation of authority. And will you tell the court your response? He said, well, I wasn't sure what you were talking about, so I had to go back, you know, uh, I had to, you know, go back to the office and and see. And I said, well, did you ever find it? And he says, um, he says, no, no. And I so right there he admitted that he didn't have delegation of authority, but he did say, oh, it comes down through a telephone call or something like that. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And um, and 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 we went on to other things, but I was really blessed that he was there because he was the investigating officer, and he and he had to have firsthand knowledge of all the facts of why I'm there. And if he couldn't produce the the authority of him being there, what does he got? But then the judge try to cover that up that she's paid to do and, you know, and threaten me that, I, you know, if I don't behave myself, I'm going to go to jail like two, two of my friends. I mean, now, she's supposed to be, um, you know, not biased. And here she knew two of the people that she sent to prison. And, uh, and that's when I, you know, just uh, casually told her, I said, well, I find it interesting, Judge, that I sent you a copy of the criminal complaint, which is Dave Maryland's criminal complaint that went to Congress in 2006. I said um, that you ignore that, but you come complicit to their activity. It was like I threw ice water in her lap. Boy, she sat straight up, looked at her computer, and she said, you can handle this in, in uh, June. Now, here it is in February, February 13th, by the way, or 14th, or, yeah, 14th. And, um, and she's already got me on a time belt going to court and getting sentenced in, in June. And the grand jury hasn't even convicted me yet, hasn't even indicted me. And so... Um, and that's the rest of the story. So um, it, it's always good to keep challenging and, and not making really any statements, just asking questions. You know, hey, nobody, you know, like Dave, Dave said, I violated no laws. We're, you know, there is no law that I violated. They have to come up with a law now. What law did you violate? If there's if there, if I'm subject to if I'm liable and subject, I haven't violated any liability laws. Where's the liability? I mean, we can you know you can make a list, but leave the orange fringe flag and all that stuff way down at the bottom of the list. Start up with the most powerful things, you know, um, and. Uh, and go from there. But um, thank you. Here, let's see. Illinois, Illinois Nation. I was going to say, uh, station. Um, 
Go ahead, John. How you doing? Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. I just jumped in kind of a little late. Um, but when you guys were talking about the OMB numbers, um, it, it reminded me of the Robert Lawrence case. Uh, are you familiar with that one? Yeah, that's that's one of the guys I'm talking about, Robert Lawrence, and there was another guy that was being helped. He was being helped by this guy that I'm talking about that went to prison, the guy with red hair. Oh, okay, because I know Robert Lawrence personally because, you know, that happened in Illinois. So I went I went to go see his case, and um, – and uh, I had dinner with, I had lunch with uh, his, uh, he and his attorney, uh, Robert Steely, Oscar Steely. Oscar right. Steely was his attorney. And um, last I heard, Oscar Steely was in prison. Yeah, and, um, yeah, the, uh, boy, it bugs me now that I don't know, here's the OBM. I'm looking at my files. Uh, OMB. Not OPM. Oh, well, I know. I always say it backwards. <laughs> um, hmm. Get the guy's and, name. He was a sharp guy. And and I'm, it, he worked with, with, with those guys in, in uh Illinois. Yeah. I'm still I'm still in contact with Robert, though he moved out of Illinois. Hmm. Matter of fact, he think he went to Texas. Oh. Yeah, this guy, whoever this guy is, I can't think of his name. He got 15 years. And uh, Springer Lindsay. Lindsay Springer. Oh, Springer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Lindsay Springer. Sharp now, can, uh, uh, Chris, can you talk a little bit of our uh, talk to the point about the IRS has no authority to um, do a substitute for return um, based on the 1040. Is that correct? I'm, am, I, am I explaining that correct? Can you yeah, speak to that? They, yeah, they. I, I don't have the documents to rely on in front of me, and it was, and I wasn't prepared for that. But yes, they they don't when when they do an assessment. You know, in the in in the code, and Dave Dave is good. David can read read it right off the you know his mind, but there's in there about a tax stamp, and um, and so the secretary is is authorized to do an assessment um, on your behalf if if the tax is paid by a stamp or something like that. Right, and it's only the forty two forty three or forty four hundreds. Well, you know, the casino it, and something else. Well, probably, but uh, but the forms are are listed on what they uh, what they can do, and the 1040 is not there. The 1040 is not mentioned there. So that's another one. You know that they don't they don't have the. Uh, 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 now, now when they do the when they do the when they do the assessment, do they fill out a 1040? Because when they did mine. I never got a copy of the assessment of the actual form filled out, whatever. Well, they, they, the well, they uh, I forget what form. I mean, that's that's out of my area. Uh, there's other right. people that really know about the. Uh, there's one guy who usually comes on the call, 
um, and I don't see him here, that really knows about the, um, in fact, he did a complaint out of California that was um, uh, relatively good. And um, uh, so, yeah, maybe another time we can bring bring that up. I'm only talking here now because I don't know what happened to Dave. He, he ain't around. I've, I've been trying to call him, and he doesn't answer his phone. So um, he he probably, he'd, you know, I, I don't I don't want to speculate, but I don't know where where he is. Okay. Um, there's a question here. There's something that says uh, other property says ask Steve about. I'm I'm probably thinking he meant to spell labor. Um, ask him. Is it is fair? of law enforcement to have separate bill of rights law enforcement officers bill of rights okay i'm going to ask you is it fair for law enforcement to have a separate bill of rights are you speaking to me i guess um other property who am i asking uh the gentleman here, John from uh, Illinois, and he and uh, and I guess he didn't mean labor. He's L E O B R. I don't know what that means. L E O B R. No, it's John. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. He's asking. He's asking you, John. Is it fair for law enforcement to have, let's see, is, is Bob on the phone? No. Um, is it fair for law enforcement to have a separate bill of rights? And are you asking that other property because the taxpayer's bill of rights? Y-E-S for yes, and N-O for no. <laughs> Chris, why don't, why don't he, uh, you, why don't you mute, mute me out and then have him speak on the call? Well, he's not, he's not on the telephone. He's, uh, oh, he's not on the phone. Just, no, I'm just curious. Um, okay. Uh, well, I can probably answer that for him. The Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, I think, is Congress. A gutless way to um, help the American people wake up that that uh, we're getting uh, hosed. Because can you imagine if everybody said, "Look, I'm hey, you know, here I I got my tax form filled out almost, but you know that according to the taxpayers' bill, bill of rights, there's a lot of this law I don't understand." And and you and I and I've been promised by Congress. In fact, they even statutory uh, put it in the statutes that um, I'm I, that you're compelled to explain the law to me and how it applies to me. Can you imagine the havoc we could cause on the IRS? Holy mackerel! And of course, there's nothing better I would like to do. 
Um, okay, John, I'm going to mute you out. Unless you got anything else to say? No, I'm good. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Okay, and um, uh, Mr. Donaldson, go ahead. Hey, how's it going today, Chris? Good, good. How's it going good. by you? Not bad, not bad. I just finished up some window cleaning work, but I wanted to kind of address this uh, this issue of a separate bill of rights that Bob was talking about. Um, and uh, it's, it's come to my attention, the Fifth Amendment in its first sentence states, no person shall. Uh, well, interestingly, it doesn't say no people, right? And right. there's other, there's other uh, evidence within that particular amendment that leads uh, me to believe, and, and I think other reasonable people would probably uh, see the same, come to the same conclusion, uh, that the infamous crimes referred to would be things like treason, you know, or uh, obstruction of justice and things of that nature, um, whole, you know, or, or um, you know, through your uh, color of law or whatever, you know. So, so interestingly, it, it, it's almost as if the, the, the Bill of Rights is only for the protection of uh, the police and, and, and public officials. Because um, if you look at it, it states that um, in a time of public danger, there is not, there's no need for an indictment. You know, um, and that that actually is being misused on the people. You see what I mean? That's so. That's my conclusion. But you want to take it from there? Thanks for the time. Okay, thank you. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, you could say, and I agree with you. I mean, when you look at in, in the eighteen, I think it was eighteen sixty four, when the um, you know it shows that a, a person is nothing more than a corporation individual and all that um and when it says no no person it it could it could be construed to mean a natural person which is people however um it's in the text of how you got to look at it you know when you look at section in uh, an individual can also be a corporation or a trust or an association, and uh, but in but uh, trusts and corporations don't get married. So when they say every married individual, it's got to mean people. And so you know, and I wouldn't argue. Well, I'm not the person. When the when the text of the question is, you know, I'm I'm owed. A, uh, a a clear explanation on how Section 80, 83 applies to me. Don't even get into the terms and and don't get into their argument. You want to keep the argument in your in your uh, in your power because they're they're coming after you. They're the one. They are the proponent. Um, so they have to prove their claim. And so if you start arguing, you know, definitions like person and, and other things, I feel that you're, you're, you're weakening your position. Hey, you're claiming I owe a tax. You know, what, you know can you, uh, can you uh, give me a certification of the amount of the tax that I owe? And how did you come about 
using Section 83, and how did it apply to me in your conclusion of the law under Section 83, parent A, and um, and let them let them let them bring their let them bring their discuss answer up, and 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 when they don't answer, that's to your favor. All right, so um, and I would leave it as that. I ne- I never want to get into their argument. It's like betting on somebody's trick. You're going to lose every time. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, I bet you a hundred bucks I can't do this." You know, well, you know, and you go, "Oh yeah, I don't see how you can do that. Here's a hundred bucks. Somehow he's going to do it. I guarantee it." So. You don't want to bet on somebody else's game. And so keep it your game. Keep it your action. Keep it keep them on the offense and or on the defense and you and you'll have a good offense. Okay, John from Illinois again. Go ahead. Chris, when um when um the gentleman from I think it was Louisiana had that, that meeting with uh, the IRS agent and and uh and and her boss, um, isn't there? They they said that they were only there to collect the tax, to collect to get a, a payment plan and get your fi- financial information. Is there a step prior to that that the 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 they, that you can address the the, the argument for the uh, the uh, section eighty three argument? Prior to that stage, well, yeah, they you see b- before. Um, hold on a second, I gotta do it. Do so. I'm gonna mute. Yeah, I'll be right back. Hold on. Okay. Oh, got to do this real quick. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, John, I think I texted you a while back. Read it. Um, the um, they always start off with letter writings. Hey, we didn't get your you know eighteen sixty four return or you know nineteen ten return. I mean they they can go back way back sometimes. But you know, typically though, they'll you'll get a letter saying, "Hey, we didn't get your uh, uh, 2007 return," and and that and that's where you immediately respond. Most people don't respond, but if you can keep the letter uh, back and forth going, I mean, you could drag it out for a long time, but. And and of course you always want to promise to pay immediately, or you know get the returns filed, if you know if if you can just you know follow uh, follow a few procedures like and then write what you want. If you want to argue section eighty three, fine. If you want to argue how how am I 
how how do you uh uh you know i'm not the individual name in section one of the tax code you know i'm only named by reg- regulations and regulations cannot deviate from statute so you know what facts or you know uh what tax are you claiming that i'm liable for and uh and go from there um so so you can keep it up and going um does that answer your question john chris okay chris but what i'm speaking of is not the letter writing campaign that goes back and forth I'm speaking about the first um, face-to-face because when I had my when I had my um, I don't I guess it wasn't a collection due process hearing. That's what they didn't give me. Um, they never did give me to give that to me. Uh, after that expired, then they then they called me in uh, for my books and records, and at that time um, they they had that. The only thing that the lady was there with and her boss and his, her boss, she was there with my, with a sheet that she wanted me to fill out a financial statement. That's all she was there to do. I see. Um, hold on a second. I got a cough. Okay. Sorry, man. <clears throat> I got a call sometimes. It just knocks me for a loop. Um, well, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is how the summons does not pertain to the books and records that they're, you're giving them. Like, for instance, and you can take this down. All right. Um, hold on a second. Let me see. Okay. <clears throat> the the summons is under twenty thirty nine, and it's under Title twenty six, Section seventy six zero two, Parent C, Parent one. It's the form number twenty thirty nine, administrative summons obtaining evidence from a broad administratively now excuse me section 7602c1 is the examination of books and records under 7604 bringing that down to 7604 is the enforcement of summons under section 6420 Parent E, parent two, and sixty four twenty one, parent G, parent two, and section sixty four twenty seven J, parent two, or seventy six o two. Now let's just take the first one sixty four twenty, parent E, parent two. You look that up, and it's for gasoline used for non-highway examination of books and witnesses under 7602. So are you involved in gasoline used for non-highways? No, that ain't me. 
And I'm going to go ahead and mute you out, John, and I'll bring you back in for comments. Okay. Um, then you got um, the next one was 6421 parent G, parent 2, and you look that up, and it's gasoline used for non-highway examination of books and records. So, um, uh, you know, witness under 7602. Then you go to 6427, parent J, parent 2, and that's gasoline for use for non-highway examination of books and witnesses under 7602. So basically, all three of them are the same. Now, then... Under 6421, parent G, 2, the middle one that I mentioned, it goes to three other sections. It goes to section 4091. That's 4091. Imposition of tax on aviation fuel. And then 4081. Imposition tax on removal, entry, or sale. And then 4041, imposition on tax on diesel fuel and special motor fuel. So, and then you, section 4101 uh, goes to all three that I just mentioned, and that's registration on bond required by secretary to register under 4041, 4081, or 4091. So the books and records that you're requiring, I am I I have no nexus to the statutes that are enforcing or, or, or the to be enforced by your summons. And and when you look up <coughs> the implementing regulations for that, I got a cough again, be right back. It's um, it's all screwed up. It has nothing to do with anything that you're doing. So, so I, I guess an, another answer is to prepare a letter and saying, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not arguing to bring you the books and records or not, but your summons identifies these certain statutes, and I have no nexus to these statutes. What else would you like me to do for you today, sir? And and go about your business. And I wish it was that easy. But let me bring you back in again. <clears throat> go ahead. Okay, Chris, would you <laughs> – you did a great job with that, but could you, could you bring it – that was it Title 26 USC what numbers? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard for me to speak, so please write it down or record it or something. And this call is being recorded. So, um, okay, the summons is under Title 26, Section 7602, Parent C, Parent 1. And it starts right. off with the examination of books and records under Section 7604. And then okay, you go down to 7604. It's enforcement of summons 
under 6420 parent E, parent 2. Under section 6421, parent G, parent 2. And 6427, parent J, parent 2, or 7602. Okay, you can mute me out now, Chris. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's, that's just another argument for the, uh, of the summons. I've had, uh, a couple of years ago, I've had people, you know, just, uh, the summons just got dropped. They, they, they never heard back from the IRS when they wrote the letter and then others, they ignored it. So, you know, it's, it's a cash 22. You never know. You can't predict corruption. Like David has said numerous of times, you cannot predict corruption. That's why I am so thrilled that David takes the time and his energy and his knowledge and puts it at wevgov.com. That's W-E, the letter V, gov, G-O-V.com. You know, good stuff. And um, although David doesn't, you know, what I just read here and talked about the summons, David doesn't get into all of that. He attacks it from another way. But, you know, there's, there's, no, um, there's no sure fired way to get, you know, something done. It takes, a lot of, it takes a lot of time, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of work, and, and, uh, and a lot of sifting going through the stuff to, you know, to come out with, uh, with good arguments. But when, when you have a, a wheelbarrow full of a position to go after them criminally, then, then they're the ones that start backing off, and you just gotta, you just gotta have the tenacity to keep it up. And uh, so, anyhow, let me look at the board. Uh, Steve is a, uh, no, I'm just curious. Okay, uh, critics say that Libra makes L E O E R. What does L E O B R mean? Can anybody t- write that in there for me, please? Um, makes it impossible to discipline or remove bad officers, even after they've been convicted of felonies in the courts. Officers are judged only by officers. Le- Libra prevents, oh, okay, some board. Okay, legal, uh, yeah, some board, um, prevents the formation of civilian review boards and gives civilians oversight over police actions. Oh, I see. Okay. <clears throat> okay, well, that's, that's a tad off topic, I guess, because you're talking about police officers, and and um, I guess I, I, I don't know if that would be the same for IRS agents, but IRS agents have, you know, Title V to worry about as well as, uh, I think it was Title uh, 26, 74, 21 or something like that. 
It's, it's an acronym for Law Enforcement Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. I see where you're coming from now. All right. Um, all right. All right. Well, with that being said, <clears throat> my my throat's a little bit irritated, and uh, Dave never did come on. And so forth. Thanks, Chris. Next time. Yeah, thank you. And and keep at it, bud. I mean, uh, uh, and for some uh, uh, that sending me emails, I got to apologize to you. You know, sometimes my energy just isn't up, and I and I I know I got to respond to some e- emails, and I I just don't have the the energy sometimes, and I just sit my chair, but then I got this thing coming on where I have a good chance to make uh, some serious money, and I got to, you know, I got to prepare <clears throat> and get the money, because I need, I need that, uh, that can't be, and uh, hold on just a second. Um, the uh, uh, and I've been focusing on that, and that has some good promises for us, and 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 for a lot of views that are already on, so uh, are in this with me. We're going to do some fantastic things with it. I know I am, or I know we are. And go ahead, Donaldson. I hope you can make it quick. Thank you. Go ahead. Thanks, Chris. I just wanted to share uh, something. It's it's a little bit off off of the, the Section 83 um, knowledge, uh, but it does apply, I think, uh, once once you get down to the brass tacks of it all. It, but um, it, I had came across this article today uh, or uh, yesterday in the law library talking about uh, the incorporated uh, character of um, cities and towns. I'm sorry, cities and yeah cities and i think counties or something like that uh, but but what what is what's interesting about it was that it stated that the, there is uh that a township is not necessarily uh incorporated uh you know what i'm saying i, I don't know gosh this is i'm going to share the link with you guys to my video if you don't mind i'm just going to post the link to the video and you guys can check it out for yourself and you can go into the folder that i accumulated a bunch of stuff regarding townships it's also got um the master key system master key system is uh is a great book for getting your motivation together up you know and uh uh thinking about harnessing successful energy and being able to produce you know uh and have that wealth consciousness so let me let me just get that link before you close the call out, if you don't mind, so that way I can share it. And um, um, uh, so I'm, I just copied the link, but um, let me see here real quick. Uh, here's my drive folder. Ah, quasi minute. All right, we'll put the link up. I got uh, oh Illinois. All right, yeah, sounds good. But bottom, I just wanted to say this, that towns are not considered to be incorporated entities, just so you guys know. Uh, that's why it's a pretty valuable uh, piece of knowledge to know 
that it's an unincorporated uh, body politic. God bless everybody. Uh, I'll put the link in right now. Thanks a lot, Chris. Okay, thank you. All right, well, with that being said, I'd like to thank everybody for <clears throat> coming on the call. And uh, I'm sorry Dave wasn't here, and I hope any of the in- information that was shared um, had a positive result for somebody. And uh, and please continue to spread the word about wevgov.com. And let's see what we can do in the near future. I mean, just picture it with me for a minute. <clears throat> You're driving down the highway across the nation, and you see signs about, you know, uh, taxpayers. How does Section 83 operate in your conclusion that your paycheck was taxable? Uh, Or did you know the IRS has no authority against American American citizens? Um, You know, just, just little tidbits of things along the highways where people can read it. And then if we, and collectively, if we're making enough money, like I want to do, my, I am, I am, I am dead set, or I shouldn't say dead set, I'm a, I'm a live set <laughs> to get this book, you know, Section 83 book to every lawyer and uh, IRS agent even, uh, tax attorneys, uh, in, in regarding to Section 83 and other material, the criminal complaint, and and with a bounty, if anybody can answer this or, you know, refute it, um, you get a million dollar, you get a a million dollar um, reward. And if we can, we'll raise it to two million dollar reward. So we can do it. If we just band together and 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 stick together and support each other, and with that being said, God bless America, and this call is officially over. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.